0: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Hey everybody, what's going on? Today is Thursday. It's the 12th of April 2018. As you can tell, I am once again in the mobile studio, and today we have got wind storms up the Wazoo. Uh, a lot of times out here they'll call a giant dust storms that we get like a haboob, and uh, the wind has just been really kicking up today. The sky is all dusty and nasty looking. Uh, but anyway, Let's go ahead and get our contact info out of the way, and then we'll jump in with the show. I do have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. If you would like to send me an email, or if you'd like to record some audio, and I'll play that out for you on the show. Or if you want to send me uh, links or articles that you would like to share with the rest of the audience, that'd be great too. And you can send all that stuff to me at firearmscafe at gmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. Over on the website, which is firearmscafe.com, you'll find buttons for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I also have a PayPal donation button. If you ever feel so inclined to send me something, it would be greatly appreciated. All right, on the last show, we talked a little bit about, you know, kind of that stuff of, I guess if we had to kind of take it down to a a small, maybe one-sentence thing is sort of don't revel in the misfortune of people that even if they are are political enemies, that type of thing. Uh, But again, it's okay to point out their hypocrisy. I think those are two separate and different things. We also talked a little bit about some of the feedback, um, the uh, safe packer that I had gotten, and I kind of went over some of that stuff. And Tim had sent in a, uh, a, a quick message through Facebook to me about a system that he kind of uses. And I, unfortunately, since I'm driving, I can't, I can't access that right now. But I will maybe talk about it later, uh, maybe on the second segment of the show but I wanted to say thanks to Tim for sending that in. I appreciate it. And it had to do, the thing that he sent in basically had to do with something that could go onto the bed. It was basically one of those things where you, I think it was from maybe VersaCarry and he was saying, I think that's what it is. And anyway, it was a deal where you stick it in between the mattress and the box springs. And then it has a, it looked like from the picture that I saw it had like a place where if you were using one of their holsters or if you were using a holster that used a certain type of belt clip that you could take that holster and shove it in there and it would it would kind of live on that little section where it could go in, if that makes sense. Anyway, what I will try and do is uh, provide a link to that over in the show notes and then also maybe on Facebook or Instagram Instagram I'll put pictures of those up. Uh, but there are, you know, there are tons of stuff. Uh, when I was first, when I first got that, ver- uh, the uh, almost call the Versa when I first got the safe packer way back when, there really wasn't tons of stuff that was out there. And now there's tons of stuff. And, and like I said, we had kind of rehashed some of this stuff. On the last show so I won't go over too much but you can google that stuff and you can find something that would fit your need or like I think I'd mentioned before I think you could probably make something uh, if you're at all handy that would uh, that would probably suit your needs pretty well if you had if you know if you had some scrap stuff laying around and you didn't want to try and do that and if you wanted to have maybe a nice project or something like that so anyway I did see a bit of news that I was kind of excited about and some of you guys are going to go oh my god not again stop talking about the social media stuff but I do think it is important so anyway with what's going to probably happen with YouTube and with some of the changes that are going to happen through there it looks like I uh, I had gone on to full 30 to, I don't know, maybe watch an in-range video or some AK Operators Union, something like that. And the thing popped up and it said, hey, we're going to open, basically it just said, we're going to open up our uh, content provider, what do you call it? Our hosting service, I don't know what you'd call it. We're going to basically open up our site for everyone to who wants to upload stuff. Now again, that's all I saw, and then what you what you did is you could try and reserve your channel name. Now I, most of the big channels are already over there, but if you were like a regular guy, just like me, and you don't have a lot of stuff, but you had you still want to upload some things and share some information, things like that, there really was no way for me to do that. Uh, I think you kind of had to maybe be invited to that or they would have to look at your, if you had a channel on YouTube and say, well, okay, you're big enough. You can come over again. I don't know what their terms of service are going to be, but I was excited. So anyway, what I did is I reserved the channel and it's the same channel name, every blade of grass. And that will be hopefully on full 30. Now there's, this is no guarantee. Basically all it says is, Hey, we're going to open up our channel. And if you want, you can reserve your channel name. So I reserved every blade of grass when I typed it in. Of course, there was no. uh, Nobody else had that. So I will still be able to keep that channel name. And then, even if YouTube had me take down the very few gun videos that I do have, at least I could import and put some of those things over on Full 30. And it's an interesting thing in that, you know, YouTube is. Is the big dog and YouTube is the place where pretty much everybody goes and YouTube is the place where, well, it used to be the place for gun guys where you could make some extra money. Maybe you you can't make a livelihood out of it. Some of them did. uh, But a lot of times it would be nice just to be able to tie it into if you had a podcast or if you had a uh, business where maybe you made lowers or you made holsters or, you know, whatever uh, where you could actually kind of showcase your stuff and and, uh, maybe help hopefully drive some traffic your way. But that stuff may be going away. Again, we don't know what they're going to do. It sounds like what they're going to make people do is probably delink everything. And so then I don't know, again, because their stuff is relatively broad, I don't know if that means even if you were, let's say if you bought something from Brownells or something like that. You had, you had bought uh, some Glock magazine springs or something like that. And then you hold up the package. And in the video, you can say, oh, I got these at Brownells. And, and uh, you hold up the package. And on the package, it has brownells.com or something like that. Are they going to consider that, that you're linking it? Or even if you just mention it? You know, I don't know. I don't really know how they could police that stuff. I mean, I'm sure they could. They could put the word out, hey, if there's any any channel out there that has any gun content, you know, closely monitor that, and there will be people that are, you know, will be happy to try and shut whoever is doing that down. But I wondered if you said, oh, I, you know, I bought this from, uh, you know, like I was talking about on the show the other day, like I bought this from. The safe packer from, and you can get it at the wilderness.com or whatever. Or if it's a thing of uh, like Filster Holsters or something, if you mention that, just mention in the company by name, even if you didn't say com. if you said, oh, this is such and such, or like again with Brownells or Midway, something like that, are they going to consider that like a verbal linkage and then give you a strike or make you take it down? Uh, so, anyway. Like I said, with a lot of that stuff, we will just have to see when we see, and it will be interesting to see how it rolls out. I don't know if there'll be enough backlash to where YouTube will just maybe have that stuff on there and won't do too much, unless there's somebody they want to shut down for whatever reason. You know, I don't know. It seems like everything is in place for them to get guns off of their channel all to or off of their site or hosting however you want to say it all together so we shall see when we see I guess like I said before the thing that has me excited about full 30 though is if tons of people start going over there and if word kind of gets out oh if you want to see gun content you're going to have to go to maybe full 30 again you know the guys and we've we've talked about this before i'm going to shift into park here Uh, but we've talked about this before that the guys over at in range had they've put their uh, as much as their content as they can on several different platforms and again they're not going to go anywhere and i don't i until they're actually kicked off of something like youtube and i'm not trying to speak for those guys but i've been watching their videos and and uh doing that stuff and i generally try to watch all their stuff over on full 30 i don't really go to youtube to watch that stuff anymore uh, as much as i can Um, but anyway you know one of the points that they had made was you know youtube is the big one and when you when they were looking at their aggregate numbers the numbers and the views that they would get on full 30 just paled in comparison to what they were getting on YouTube. But I wonder when when and if, if it does happen, if Full30 kind of sticks to their guns, no pun intended, and starts allowing the everyday guy like me and like some of you guys out there that are listening to upload some of the videos that they would like to upload, is that going to cause the channel just by the nature of YouTube really not being available or people just saying, well, you don't want me here then I'm not going to make this my main thing. Maybe I'll release stuff on full 30 first and then you know ship it off to YouTube and if it gets struck down there or whatever, that's fine. But I wonder if full 30 will kind of become the place to where you'll go to get gun stuff and so that it actually, kind of like a forced evolution, it'll make it uh, a bigger platform. Now... Like I was starting to say before, I don't know what their terms of services are, are going to be. I don't know if if the, it's going to be a thing kind of like Vimeo. I think in Vimeo, you have to, uh, as a maybe a, as a uh, content provider, you have to pay almost like a subscription fee. And while nobody wants to do that, and it's hard to go to a pay service when when you're you've been used to being able to upload it for free on places like youtube or facebook and i know instagram lets you upload some stuff but there i think they they're limited in how long those videos can be and i don't know as far as with instagram as far as what the uh, quality is going to be so for some of the for some of the gun related stuff especially if you're doing kind of like uh, I hesitate to use the word gunsmithing but if you're doing some garage gunsmithing or you're doing some kind of armor level work a lot of times on there you want to be able to have a pretty high quality video as far as resolution and everything so that you can actually kind of show what you're doing and and some of the parts that we work on are you know, little teeny tiny springs and things like that. And you want to say, oh, well, you know, do it this way or do it that way or it needs to go in a certain way or here's what this looks like, that type of thing. So it will be, like I said, very interesting to see kind of how it all rolls out. Um, and I think that's going to maybe kind of do it for this segment of the show. And I may do another... Uh, I may have to do another mobile studio recording tomorrow, but I'll definitely get something out for you guys. It'll be this part and some other stuff as well. Uh, But there are some things that I want to talk about as far as some stuff. And it's a little bit more kind of Arizona-centric, but I guess I can give you a little bit of a preview of it. There are several bills that have gone through and are going up through the governor's office here that in conjunction kind of working with Arizona Citizens Defense League we're able to send in you know 9 to 11,000 emails sometimes on stuff so that really makes an impact and especially out here and I've talked about this before in local politics especially with your state legislature the difference of between you know if you can say well look we can get probably three to nine thousand people that will actually vote for you or that will uh, and of course it's, it's even though there's a huge number of members in there membership in there of course when you're voting for your local representative you're voting in a specific area so you're, you're it's a geographic area. So, you know, I don't vote for somebody who is running for mayor in Phoenix or that or who's going to be in Phoenix City Council. So, you can send emails to those guys and they can get tons of them, but a lot of times if they see where your address is, they're like, "Oh, I don't care what this guy thinks." But uh, so, you know, and, and it's different on state level stuff, but again, and I've talked about in the past that the way that you can kind of ensure that you get pro-gun people in into the, the higher offices is when they do come up for city council, when they come up for mayor, when they come up for, you know, whatever it's going to be, try and get people in at those lower levels. Because eventually they're, you know, once they kind of get into political office and they get a little bit of a taste of Power and a little bit of uh, of the free ride that they kind of get those guys like to do that stuff you know are, are do some of them really want to serve the community? yeah, I'm sure that's part of it but again there was that guy that I knew that he you know he had worked in uh, he was special forces and then eventually went to work uh, over in the Pentagon and he was talking about that you know these people get addicted to power it's it's more. Uh, it's 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 more addictive than wealth and of course once they have power they can get wealth uh, but what they really get addicted to is that power and and uh, even on the lower levels you know these guys like to be like to be able to uh, tell people what to do and in some sense i guess if you don't think that you in some manner kind of know what's best for the people in general you're not going to run for office. So for me, I would never want to hold political office of any kind. For me, it's, it's 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 almost... It's kind of hard even to be a member of the Libertarian Party just because I know that the actual party, you know, those people, a lot of those people there, they, they have a specific way that they want things done and they want to tell you, this is... What you need to be, and this is the stuff you need to support, if you're a libertarian, and if you aren't, uh, if you aren't those things, and you don't really have any business, and then of course it's you know the, the same with, you know, I'm sure it's the same with the Green Party or the Socialist Party or the obviously it's the, it's the the example that we see with the Democratic Party and the uh, Republican Party is. These guys want to tell you what to do. They want to. Form coalitions and gain power, and they want to be able to lord it over people, and they think that they know what's better, or they think that they know what's best, and they think they can do it. And as we've seen time and time before, a lot of these people are just—they're just as dumb as a post. Uh, but anyway, I kind of went off on a little bit of a mini rant there, so uh, we'll pull it back. Actually, it looks like I've got a little bit more time, so uh, I will go ahead and kind of ramble on here for a few more minutes. On some previous shows, I think I had mentioned that I had bought the Polymer 80. And my intent for that, or the reason for me getting that, it actually came on sale. And so the reason for me getting that and doing that was one, I was interested in in doing that. and I like having projects and things like that. But the main thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to make my own dedicated sort of a Glock 22 caliber pistol type thing. And I'd mentioned that I have, and I had bought years ago, I would bought the Advantage Arms uh, 22 conversion kit for a Glock 17. And it works for that pretty flawlessly. I haven't really had much problems with it. At the time when I bought it, they were suggesting that you use... uh, Remington Golden Bullet or Golden Boy or whatever the hell they call that thing. And I didn't have much problem with it. I've also run uh, CCI mini mags through it, and those all worked pretty well. With that stuff, though, it's hard to get something like that to run flawlessly. Uh, Twenty-two ammo is not the most... um, That's the word I'm looking for. Well, number one, it's not the cleanest, but it's not the manufacturing process of it it's not like a precision made ammo so it's, it's not held up maybe to the higher st- the least maybe well, I shouldn't say higher standards but it's not held up maybe to the standards of some of the defensive ammo and some of this other stuff and of course it's not uh, it's, it's never going to be as good as when you're hand loading stuff and that said with a caveat of if you take your time and you measure stuff out especially with hunting ammo you know you can get some you can make yourself some really precision loads by reloading and doing the hand loading stuff but anyway uh, all that stuff is said just to say that even with the good stuff even with the good 22 ammo it's still kind of a dirty ammo Uh, you still need to kind of watch what you're doing with the gun as far as making sure that it's clean and then it's lubed up and all that other stuff so that you can give yourself the best chance to have the most reliable handgun that you that you've got so i think with my advantage arms kit i think my wife was shooting at one time and we had a thing where it kind of failed to eject type deal again is that the kit's fault is that the ammo's fault is it a combination of of both to where maybe the Gun was getting a little dirty and what we probably needed to do was take it apart real quick and give it a kind of a little hose down and a quick little scrub or something like that. Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Anyway. So I got the Polymer 80 kit and I've got the lower of it all milled out and completed. And I can't remember now whether I went over um kind of the process that I had with it. And I think maybe I did, so Basically, if I was going to do it again, if I was going to buy another one, for me, I would. I don't think I would use those mills. I think what I would do is go in there and either sand down using a Dremel. I would sand those things down uh, or go in there and use like a really sharp knife and kind of carve stuff away to where I got down to just a certain point. And then I would go in with with a file or with just hand sandpaper. And maybe even wrapping that, you know, wrapping that around like a nice square block and just, you know, kind of taking it down. I take my time and doing it that way. I think you probably get better results doing something like that, that way, as opposed to, well, I guess I should say I would probably get better results. The drill press that I have is fine for wood and everything, but it's not, it's just an old craftsman one. It's not super high tech. And I did not have, nor did I want to purchase what do they call it like an x y vice for the drill press and i had an old kind of drill press vice but eh, i had trouble kind of securing it Uh, so again for me on something like that i would probably do things a little bit differently so anyway getting back to having it fit with the advantage arms kit and i think i talked a little bit about that before but I I and taking it apart and kind of fitting it on there and doing other things, I can see, oh okay, this is this is where this is going to be a problem. So with the guide rod that's in the advantage arms kit, I know that I'm going to need to come out and kind of sand out or hog out a little bit more material. Uh, I can tell maybe for the slide to to stop where it's going to catch on there. That I may need to go in and actually on the kit itself file down some stuff and kind of make it to where uh, it will be able to I'll be able to go and have it catch and lock back there with the the slide stop uh, I may be able to on the kit, on, on, so on the Advantage Arm slide, I may have to go in there and file some of that stuff back to where it will lock back properly. There's been people that have talked about. There's been uh, There was actually, well, one guy on YouTube who did a video on that stuff. So anyway, all this long story rambling stuff is to that's going to be one of my first things that I want to be able to put up on full 30 with my channel. I want to kind of go through and document some of the process. Unfortunately, with my milling and some of that other stuff, I did not really video any of that. But what I can do is sort of go through and say, okay, here's what I did and here's what I would recommend you do and that type of stuff. So anyway, I think that is going to maybe call it to a close for right now. And I don't know if I'll do a part two or not. This may be kind of what we get for this week Uh, again I wanted to say uh, and give Tim kind of a shout out also that's one thing that I haven't been doing lately is talking about some of the other shows that I like of course I'm always happy to give a shout out to Ken and Brian over at Modern Rifleman Radio and check those guys out there's tons of stuff one of the things too I'm going to need to do is over on the website I need to go through and actually update some of the links so that if you guys were like, Oh, well, who does this guy like? If you even cared about some of that stuff, I can kind of direct you over there and you can go. Then uh, since I'm kind of sitting in the truck right now, I don't have too much as far as what's running, <coughs> excuse me, running through my head. Anyway, contact information again, 206-745-2731 is the voicemail firearmscafe at gmail.com is the voicemail and the web address is firearmscafe.com. I may be trying a new thing and and if I do a... uh, Well, I don't think I will. Anyway, maybe next week I'll talk to you guys about some of the new email and some of the uh, different web search engines or web browsers. All right, talk to you guys next time.